finally, number eight and number nine of the gifts of the Spirit. And let's just recap real quick, and then we'll go to our scriptures, and then we'll go into these definitions here. So what we've gone over so far are the nine gifts of the Spirit. We've defined seven of them, and we've broken the nine of the gifts into three separate categories, one being the first category being the gifts that reveal something, revelation gifts, the second being power gifts, gifts that do something, the, and the third, which we're in now, are the gifts that uh, the interpretation, or uh, not the interpretation, rather the uh, uh, inspiration gifts, the gifts that inspire or say something. So the gifts of revelation, the gifts that reveal something, that, that category has three gifts in it, word of wisdom, word of knowledge, discerning of spirits. The second category which would be the power gifts, has three gifts in it, would be the gift of faith, the working of miracles, and the gifts of healings. Then the third and final category, the inspiration gifts, gifts that inspire or say something, uh, would be, um, 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 oh, help me, Lord, prophecy, tongues, and interpretation of tongues. So those three are the final three. So that, those are the total nine reason we break them up into categories is just to make it easy to understand. It's not, you know, we're not doc- making a doctrine out of that or trying to change what it says, but we are just simplifying the, to understand it easier, what those th- nine gifts are, what they do, and helping to understand them. Now, the, the final two that we're going to talk about today are the tongues and interpret the gift of tongues and then the interpretation of tongues. You could say the diverse types of tongues. So let's go into 1 Corinthians chapter 12, verse 1. Uh, these are our foundational scriptures for what we've been learning. Number 1, uh, or verse 1. Now concerning spiritual gifts, brethren, I would not have you ignorant. Uh, yet you know you were Gentiles carried away into these dumb idols, even as you were led. Wherefore I give you understand that no one speaking by the Spirit of God calls Jesus a curse, and that no man can say that Jesus is Lord but by the Holy Ghost. So these gifts are provided by and issued, for lack of a better term, issued to us by the power of the Holy Ghost, God himself. Jump down to verse 8, says, For to one is given by the Spirit, who, who, what Spirit? Just some random dark Spirit? No. To one is given by the Holy Spirit, the Spirit of God, the Word of Wisdom, the Word of Knowledge, by the same Spirit, to another faith by the same Spirit, to another the gifts of healings, uh, by the same spirit to another, the working of miracles to another prophecy to another, the discerning of spirits to another diverse kinds of tongues and to another, the interpretation of tongues. Uh, jump down to verse uh, 31 says, but covet earnestly the best gifts. And so we summarizing everything up, Paul says, don't be ignorant uh, of these gifts, but, but, earnestly seek or earnestly covet he says that's a strong word covet you know the bible tells us not to covet our neighbors this or don't be covetous of something that doesn't belong to you but these belong to you and me so we can covet earnestly covet or earnestly desire these gifts to be in operation in our life and they should be in operation in our life we are uh, told to be filled with the holy spirit when jesus ascended from the earth and that started this dispensation that we're in now uh, from, from the Old Testament uh, uh, when Jesus wasn't here to w- really the New Testament started 
at the death and burial of Jesus and then the rising of Jesus. That's where the New Testament started. And we see the dispensation or the the, the new age or the um, the age that we're presently in, the time that we're presently in is the time of the church. That's what was birthed from Jesus's resurrection. He birthed the church. And so that's the dispensation that we're in. And these gifts are for today, for what the time is that we're living in it. There's not a quote Bible time. Now there's a time in history when the events of the Bible occurred, obviously, but there's not a quote Bible time where things that are in the Bible only applied to that time of, of life where those events were happening. No, there's two separated times we see, we see pre Jesus, even, even scientific, you know, historians, they, they define it based on the, the death and burial of Jesus and the rise of Jesus is before Christ and after death. Uh, so you got, um, two dividing, uh, two times div- divided by the line of when Jesus was here and the, that those th- 33 years that he walked on this earth. Well, after Jesus ascended to heaven, he left the Holy Spirit with us, empowered us, equipped us to do what we're called to do. And those gifts that we just read about in first Corinthians 12 are made available to the church, me, you, the body of Christ today to work in operation of what Jesus did while he was here. He equipped us, he empowered us, he uh, he educated us, but he gave us the power to do and full, fulfill what his mission was here on earth. And that's to reach the lost people of this world, tell them about the gospel of Jesus, win them, persuade them, uh, however you can do it, get them saved and in, into the knowledge of Jesus Christ, make to make heaven. And then the blessings of God will come upon their life. So the final two that we're talking about today is diverse kinds of tongues and interpretation of tongues to define diverse types of tongues can be, it can be defined as such supernatural utterance by the Holy ghost in a, in a language never learned by the speaker. So it's a, uh, it's a supernatural language, never learned, never studied, educated on. Uh, It's a supernatural language or an utterance by the Holy spirit in a language never learned by the speaker. It is supernatural in its nature, uh, as, a, are, as are all the gifts. They're all supernatural in nature. Uh, diverse kinds of tongues is not the ability to be able to speak multiple languages from your own learned ability. No, that's great. If you can do that and you've mastered multiple languages, that's wonderful. But that, that's not a supernatural gift, meaning it wasn't given to you beyond your own power and your own ability. It was given to you by your studying and your educating yourself, which I'm not discrediting you for, but that's not what the diverse types of tongues is that are the gift of diverse times, kinds of tongues that it's being referred to in first Corinthians 12. This is a gift of the spirit. Now tongues in and of itself, let me jump ahead a little bit, but the evidence or proof that you were filled with the Holy spirit based on what we see scripturally. Uh, now I may go against some people's religious ideas or backgrounds or what they've heard, but based on the Bible, which trumps everything else, but based on the Bible, what we see in reference to what happened with, uh, people who were filled with the Holy spirit back. If we look in acts, which acts is the first reference of the new church today in our society acts. The book of acts is the newest example since Jesus ascended to heaven. What happened in Acts can be related to what can happen today in our uh, 
our life, you know, in your churches and wherever we are today, that is an example of what happened. And if you look at the examples of people being filled with the Holy Spirit, it says multiple times, which we're not, we're not talking about being filled with the Holy Spirit in this, but I'm just explaining what tongues are. Um, the the ev- initial evidence of being filled with the Holy Spirit was speaking in these tongues, was speaking in tongues, new, new tongues, supernatural language that you're given. And so that is an evidence of speaking the Holy Ghost. And so that, that same uh, gift, uh, speaking in tongues, is applicable in many areas of your life. You, there's a personal use for it, and then there's a public use for it. And Paul, what we see mostly in 1 Corinthians uh, 14, 12, 13, 14, Paul referring to tongues being uh, what the church at Corinth was doing was using the gifts that God was giving to them out of order. They weren't being orderly with them. And so God can give a gift of, of any of the nine gifts to somebody and they misuse that gift. You know, the Bible says that, that God's callings, God's gifts uh, are without repentance. So these gifts, when a man operates in these gifts, he's knowledgeable of them and he's aware of them, it can become misused if it's not used properly, which is why we see Paul correcting this church is because God was using them in it. They had a lot of great things going for them. We, if you read 1 Corinthians, 2 Corinthians, uh, this was a very powerful church uh, based on the readings. I'm not saying I'm a historian on it, but if you read the book of 1 Corinthians and 2 Corinthians, uh, the letters that Paul wrote to them, uh, they're a very powerful anointed church. There was a lot happening in it, but there was also a lot of... of of misuse of God's gifts in that church. And so Paul set some order to it. And so he explains that there's a public use and then there's a private use of it. And I'll show you the scriptures on these, but I'm setting a baseline for tongues and interpretation of tongues. Uh, so that's tongues. Tongues is a supernatural utterance by the Holy Ghost in a language never learned by the speaker. Uh, well, Dylan, that's your denomination. That is what you guys believe. You can say that. I don't. However you want to phrase it in your mind, but I, you can call yourself whatever you want to call yourself, but just call me filled with the Holy Ghost. I don't care what denomination you label me as. If you, if I had to label myself anything, it would be Pentecostal. But there's also a connotation around that. People think you know hairs and buns and all these different things, and you know long dresses and uh, you know I don't know whatever the connotation around Pentecostals is. But I believe in the dispensation of the church according to the new Testament. And so our church, what what, the church that I belong to new way church in Palm coast in Florida, we believe that the uh, filling of the Holy ghost is for today and diverse types of tongue, diverse kinds of tongues is a gift that's available to you and should be regularly exercised after receiving the infilling of the Holy ghost. Not that you have the gift of the diverse types of tongues in the sense that it's for a public use always, where you can give a gift of uh, that gift to the church publicly, but as in a personal use, it's, it can be mainly used for a devotion between you and God. And we'll look at that in just a second in first Corinthians 14, go ahead and turn there. Cause we're going to go there in a second. First Corinthians 14, but then now we've got the interpretation of tongues, which the reason interpretation of tongues based on what I've studied and some of the study guides and and books that I've read, they say is the, and again, I'm not saying this is what the Bible says, but it's also in the order, I guess you could say in the order of importance based on how you read it in first Corinthians 12, but most 
scholars and people that have written books about this say that the interpretation of tongues is the least of the nine gifts only because none of the gifts are insignificant because they're from God. Anything from God is, is great, but the interpretation of tongues would be considered the least of the nine gifts because it is dependent upon another gift to operate. You don't, none of the other gifts have to function with another gift to be able to function. You understand what I'm saying? All the other gifts can work independently of one another, whereas the interpretation of tongues requires the gift of, of diverse kinds of tongues to be in operation. So interpretation of tongues can be defined as um, rendering the diverse kinds of tongues understandable to the speaker and the hearer. And uh, let me say that again. Rendering the diverse kinds of tongues understandable to the hearer and the speaker. So that, that is a, again, it's a supernatural interpretation. Uh, it's an inspiration and an interpretation of what those tongues are saying. You got to, the, the, the interpretation of tongues is a powerful thing because you're not processing the, the thoughts. And like right now, uh, a lot of what I'm saying to you is not, I'm not, I want to say the word rehearsed, but I didn't practice this devotional, but there's a lot of notes and I have an idea of what I'm going to say before I say it. Do you understand what I'm saying? I have an idea of what's about to be explained, what's going to be taught in my morning devotionals. Is there an element of of inspiration in these? For sure, I'm I'm led by God in as I'm doing a devotional or as we're studying the Word together. Um, there's leading of the Holy Spirit through this, but the best way I could say it probably is. I've practiced in the sense of the topic that I'm going to explain, you know, I've got notes, you know, I, I, my friend, Billy from, from church, uh, he, he, we were talking about sermon and sermon notes and things like that. And he, I sent him some pictures of some of the, uh, messages that I have in my notebook. I've got a, a notebook full of, I don't know if you could see this or not, just a notebook full of messages and notes from, from preaching, uh, my pastor preaching and, and guests that he's brought in, um, and notebooks upon notebooks of these. Well, in these, I write my sermons out. And my point is that's in its nature, writing out a sermon doesn't take supernatural ability because I can sit on my own with my own ability and study, read, and make notes on something that I've read and the Lord is giving me revelation on. But the interpretation of tongues is a supernatural interpretation that you're not conjuring up as you go. You don't know what was said in your natural mind. You don't know what was said yet. You don't know what is going to be said as you say it, but you, the inspiration from the Holy Ghost is inspiring you as you speak it by interpreting that tongue that's being spoken. And you could give a, a, a diverse kind of tongue in a public setting and then interpret that tongue. And the Bible says in 1 Corinthians 14 that that's that in doing those two gifts together is the only time anybody else besides yourself benefits from the diverse kinds of tongues. So turn with me into 1 Corinthians 14. I know this is a lot I'm throwing at you, but uh, you'll, you can handle it. 1 Corinthians 14. Let's start in verse 1. Pursue love and desire spiritual gifts, but especially that you may prophesy. And he explains that why in a second, because it's a benefit for multiple people. And if you go, you can go back and listen to the, to the podcast about prophecy and it explains how it's a gift to multiple people. But then in verse two, he says, for he who speaks in a tongue, not, not an interpretation of the tongue and not prophecy, 
But he who speaks in tongue, in a tongue or a diverse type of tongue, does not speak to men, but to God, for no one understands him. However, in the spirit or in the unseen realm, in the unseen world, he speaks mysteries out. So when you speak the, um, uh, or you could say he speaks secrets or mysteries out when you speak in tongues. So tongues by themselves, diverse kinds of tongues is a language unknown to you, unknown to me, but it is, it is a language provided for by God to you. And you speak, the Bible says directly to God, regardless if it's in a private setting with you, you know, you as just a devotional by yourself or you praying in a public setting, you pray with a, a diverse type of tongue directly to God. Uh, now jump down to verse four and it says, he who speaks in tongues edifies himself, but he who prophesies edifies the church. And so uh, the avenue in which tongues interpretation comes out would be in the vehicle. We talked about this on the prophecy podcast. You can go back and listen to this would be within the vehicle of prophecy. Those two together coming out to a public setting would be through the vehicle of prophecy. So he's saying he who speaks in tongues, which is a great thing to do, edifies himself. But he who prophesies with the interpretation of tongues, the, the, the uh, tongues and an interpretation of tongues speaks to the congregation, edifies the, the multitude, the uh, multiple people. Now jump down to verse 14. But this gift, uh, I want to give you a quote from uh, Howard Carter in his book. This gift, once God gives it to you, should be regularly practiced. It is. It should be regularly exercised within your own life, even though it's you're not being used in a public setting with that tongue. That's that's the that is the rarer of the occasions that you'll speak in tongues. Tongues is a devotional gift for you because you speak directly to God and you pray mysteries out for your life. Verse fourteen says, "If I pray in a tongue, my spirit prays." Because you don't know what you're saying. And when you don't know what to pray, praying in the Holy Ghost and praying in diverse kinds of tongues, this is a powerful way to get your message across to Jesus, to, to God, because you pray, the Bible says, directly to him. Your spirit prays and your spirit man knows what you really need. He says, if I pray in tongue, my spirit prays, but my understanding, your brain, is unfruitful. Uh, verse 18, jump down to verse 18. He says, I thank God. This is Paul to the church. I thank God. I thank my God that I speak in tongues yet uh, more than you all yet in the church. I would rather now, now he says that's privately, but in the church, I would rather speak five words with my understanding that I may teach others or help other people than 10,000 words in a tongue. Because the tongues without the interpretation, do you see how they work together like that? Without the interpretation of that tongue, it's of no value to somebody else or even to yourself. It, the interpretation of that tongue is of no value to anybody without that gift of interpretation being involved in it. So it is a powerful gift in and of itself when combined with the gifts of uh, the gift of diverse kinds of tongues. But do not forsake speaking in tongues in your own private life. Let me give you a quote from Howard Carter in his book. He said, if you've once received the gift, uh, uh, continue in its exercise. It is fruitful to continue in its exercise on a regular basis. So that gift, the initial evidence of the Holy, being filled with, your whole, with the Holy Ghost is spe speaking, praying in other tongues. But 
even because you're not being filled or, or the, it's not an initial filling of the Holy ghost doesn't mean you should not speak in tongues on a regular basis. A quick story. And then we'll close with this. There's a powerful minister that, uh, um, I, I won't name him, but well, I got, well, I don't want to, he didn't publicly say this, but there's a powerful minister did an interview. He's got, I think he's got like 25 church campuses in the region of the country where he's in, in the, in, in, in the, and, and in the surrounding States and things like that. Very large church, very, very large young, young pastor too, but very large. And in an interview, uh, someone asked him, how do you, cause he has, I mean, he does props on the stage. There's videos almost for every sermon every week that he does. It's just very cutting edge, the stuff that he does. And people say, and he, and they're known as a Baptist, uh, denomination. And someone asked him, how do you, uh, how do you, and I found out this from a person that knows him personally. So I didn't hear this firsthand. That's why I'm not going to give you his name, but they said, how do you come up with these sermons? Like, how is it so, uh, um, how do you get so creative with it? And he, and in the interview, he said, um, you know, I spend hours a week in my prayer room, in my office, quietly, just studying the word, uh, getting revelation from God, but I'm quiet, no one around hours upon hours, it's like a full-time job, just getting ready for, uh, preaching. And he said, I, I also, he, I pray in the Holy ghost because that's where all my inspiration comes from. So, and he's known as a Baptist, but you would never hear in that church, him talk about being filled with the Holy ghost. And I'm not condemning them. You don't even know who I'm talking about, but I'm not condemning them just for my own defense between me and God. I'm not coming against him. I'm not persecuting him. I'm just telling you what the facts are. I've never heard him ever talk about the baptism in the Holy ghost being filled with the Holy ghost in his church. Yet he's a believer of it because being filled with the Holy ghost is the, is the, uh, most profound and obvious way to get inspiration from God. Because the Bible says in first Corinthians 14, that when you pray in tongues, you don't pray in your own understanding. You pray out mysteries and you do talk directly to God. And even when you don't know what to pray, your spirit prays. It prays for you and knows what you need to pray for. So continue praying in the Holy Ghost. That's a very important thing to do. I encourage you to do that uh, and stay uh, regular. Now, look, I've got, there's multiple books that I've got that I've studied with. Um, these are a few of them. Uh, I would be happy to share these with you. I, I was going to do it and tell you and how to order them and all that stuff. I'm just not going to take the time to do that. But if you want to know the the books that I use, um, what books I study from, you know, where I got a lot of the inspiration of the definitions and things like that in this, I'd be happy to share that with you. Probably won't be on Facebook. Facebook's a terrible platform. They limit a lot of what we do. That's why I'm pushing a lot of people to Facebook. That's why I created a new face or I'm sorry. I'm pushing a lot of people to YouTube. That's why I created a new Facebook page because Facebook's just tainted. It's a tainted website. So um, please go to YouTube, subscribe on YouTube. There's a little bell you'll see when you go to my page, Get Up With God uh, on the Facebook page, search Get Up With God, and you'll see a little, uh, when you go to the main page, you'll see where you can subscribe, and then there's a little bell. Hit that bell. It'll notify you when we go live on there. Um, there may be a come, There may come a day where we don't do everything on Facebook, so I'm just telling you, subscribe on YouTube. And if you're on Facebook, go to the new Facebook page called Get Up With God Live. 
the old page, if you're on it, says get up with God dash old page. That page is shutting down tomorrow. Uh, we have like 1,250 followers on there. Um, there's It's a big page, but it's just been uh, very limited in access because of some of the way things were posted on there and different things, and the algorithms don't allow it to get out to everybody. So follow Get Up With God live on Facebook. That's the page I need to follow. Um, we'll build the following back up on that. I'm not worried about it. And then, of course, on YouTube as well. And then go to my website. You'll find my website. You can contact me directly. Uh, really the best way to do it would be send me an email. Um, you can access me that way or send me a private message on Facebook. If you want to message me through Facebook, ask me what books, um, I have, and I'll, I'll share them directly with you. Hey, I love you so much. Be strong today. Get in church tonight. If you have a church home, be in church tonight's midweek service. You need to get encouraged and empowered, enlightened in the word to continue your strength on with things. That's why we have a midweek service Sunday to Sunday. It'd be too far to go without being around other people that are in like kind of faith as you. So get in church tonight, but be blessed today. Thanks for joining me this morning. I love you. And I'm excited about the things of God and you need to be excited about them too. But thanks for joining me today and I will see you bright and early on the next broadcast for Get Up With God. Talk to you soon. Love you. Bye-bye.